Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today, man? All things considered, Shay, going really well. We've been staying busy. It's always a pleasure to record this podcast, and so I'm happy to get into it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's been a stressful day full of technological issues and Wi-Fi letdown, so hopefully the Wi-Fi gods smile kindly upon us during this recording session and let us get through it with no hiccups, but who knows? we got a fun episode, though. Today we're covering some Apex Legends news, a little bit of leaks, and answering a ton of questions if we can get to them. Uh, if you want a question answered, ask it on our Discord channel meant for questions or to guarantee it makes it on the show, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're really, really excited for the third-party Invitational second tournament the second we've ever third done. Party it's, Invitational. It's Crazy. Very, very exciting. Um, that'll be April second, and the sign-up link is currently live on Patreon. So, a link in the description for a Patreon is down below in the description, and slots are already filling up. We're almost twenty percent full. Uh, as of this recording, day one of the signups being live. So if you're interested in being in a private lobby with third partiers, maybe that's scary, maybe that's fun. <laughs> We're really excited about it. We're going to be planning a lot more stuff than we did in the first Invitational, including uh, potentially some casting, some streaming as well. So really, really fun stuff. Very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast, but yeah, like you said, it's first come, first serve, and slots are filling, so get in there quickly if you can. So let's dive into the news. First piece of news, most important news of the podcast, your boys hit Masters. How do you feel being a Gibby Master, Henry? Um, It's crazy. It mm-hmm. really is. I mean... On our worst map. Way, yeah, on our least favorite map with a very weird team comp that we'll be talking more about on Saturday. Um, yeah, Hitmaster's huge accomplishment. Truthfully, it's been three years of playing this game, uh, playing ranked as soon as ranked was available. This is the first time ever. Very, very happy about it, very proud. Mm-hmm. We're not really slowing down, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we can find the time, we're going to keep going and see yeah. if we can break into the top 750. It was crazy. I mean, we haven't. I mean, we've we've grinded a couple seasons of ranked, but it had been a long time since we kind of committed. Me, Henry, and our third um, that we play ranked with specifically, like purely grinding to try and get masters or pred. And in the past, we've gotten hard stuck like D two essentially. Mm-hmm. Once you get into those masters and pred lobbies, but this time around, it was clicking. And uh, yeah, we were able to get there in pretty dang good time. Like I think we did the math less than ten hours of gameplay time in total. And seems pretty crazy. That's crazy, especially when one of our other teammates was starting on maybe like a bronze four kind of range as well. Uh, the win rate was crazy, like twenty-ish percent. Like it was a session. Like Henry said, hopefully we don't slow down. Yeah, currently about top two thousand on PC with controllers. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Good thing it, we cheated with our aim assist. I, yeah, we we did everything <laughs> we needed to do in order to do it. But really fun episode kind of going into our Olympus strategy guide for ranked. 
uh, next episode. Yep. Yep. Stay tuned. Next piece of news, though. Control is gone, but fear not. There is some hope for a return. In response to Sora Drainilla asking for the mode to be permanent, Respawn producer Josh Medina responded by saying, it's got to go away for us to work on things to make it better. And when asked if it would return, Josh said, no comment, in the form of a GIF. Josh later tweeted, with Control leaving us for now, what are some things you'd like to see to improve slash change for future iterations? Right answers only. Sad to see Control go. Obviously, but what are your first impressions on hearing this kind of thing? Just sadness. Yeah. Honestly, just sadness. It. it I tried to prepare you. I, I told know. you it was a possibility. I know. I, uh, I really didn't want this to happen. I understand that the mode isn't, you know, final polished. I'm not sure if Arena's was when it came out either. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit disappointing. This kind of uh, approach to community building or getting player feedback, I think, is a little scary, if I'm being honest. It kind of seems like we didn't really have a plan on when it would return, if it would return, what it would look like, if and when it did. Um, So I'm kind of nervous about uh, the future of Control, but uh, I definitely would like it to return quickly. Yeah, I hope it's a permanent return as well, though. And the word future iteration scares me a little bit in that we may be looking at a Winter Express-esque style, maybe once a season or something along those lines. And uh, it'd be too bad because it's such a fun mode and it's so good for getting better at the game and improving your gun skill in a really really fast way. So I hope it comes back permanently. What are your things you'd want to see improve or change with it is any is there anything that stands out to you predominantly yeah i think uh number one more maps would be great yep. uh, i'm not a huge fan of barometer i think that it has some flaws on the b point mm-hmm. some people mention that they want to add a fourth control point um i'm not sure if that's a great idea i think mm. three has worked really well for decades now in the shooter genre so i'm okay with that the big issues i think that could be resolved quickly and are a top priority is more ways to create fairness in games where people drop out of Mm -hmm. so potentially more events kind of like how we have attack and defend events uh, but also some sort of either uh, matchmaking for ongoing games so you can pop in and you know, adjust your ratings accordingly um, or some sort of point balancing system so that when you're down one or two teammates, you still are in it and you should still play and not Mm -hmm. just give up because you're at such a disadvantage, which it does feel like. Man, imagine if it was like old school COD style and when you queued into your uh, control match, those were your those were all the players in it and you'd roll that over into the next one and you'd roll that over into the next one as people, you know, leave, come and leave and get replaced. But you have like this core, you know, potentially hopefully balanced game, but uh, that'd be kind of fun and up the competitiveness a little bit. Um, Yeah. I think you hit a lot of good points there. I don't have a ton of complaints about the mode though. In general, I just love to see more iterations and, more versions of it honestly i think my biggest thing would be figuring out a way to make a comeback more plausible pausing Mm -hmm. the capture like point system potentially if you're up to one during a certain time frame um 
I don't know. Something along those lines would be interesting to me, uh, at least to see. I'd love to see that as well. I don't think it's going to happen. Just I don't Because either. how the rest of the mode is designed, but I would love to see that happen. The positive prediction, though, is I think we're going to see Control come back this season. Like I would we love the that. Split. So I think that's going to happen. The disappointing prediction is I think that will be a limited like stay as well. Yeah. So the long-term future is very much up in the air. Mm-hmm. Next piece of news, Apex pushed out a patch to address additional console improvements, uh, including Gen 4 FPS drops, which has been a complaint for a lot of people lately, and they fixed various client crashes and errors. Um, obviously, always good to see this stuff. There's some frustration under this tweet, though, um, with people voicing concerns about Bangalore smokes and the aim assist and all the fun stuff that everyone likes to talk about right now. Um, but obviously, if you're playing on a next-gen console and you're experiencing the FPS drops, I obviously am not myself. Henry's not himself. Uh, but hopefully this helps figure things out for you. Yeah, I think uh, it's really sad that Apex hasn't come out with that next-gen console update. Um, yeah, we thought it was coming. really bad. You know, mm-hmm. My girlfriend plays on a PS5, and her not being able to do 120 frames on Apex is very disappointing. You know, mm-hmm. when you buy such an expensive console yeah. that says it's going to have these upgrades, and now we're well over a year after the PS5 was released mm-hmm. with nothing still. Really sad. Uh, really tough. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, next piece of news, Apex Legends Mobile regional launch has been shifted and delayed due to current world events to back to March 7th. Uh, the now participating countries will include Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia, Mexico, Peru, Argentina, and Colombia. Some of the highlights of the article, no crossplay. It'll be specifically built for mobile. Kind of we're guessing that, but nice to kind of hear some confirmation. Um, and on release, you'll be able to play as Bloodhound, Gibraltar, Lifeline, Wraith, Bangalore, Octane, Mirage, Pathfinder, and Caustic on launch. So throwing it back to the OGs. I'm really interested to see how that is going to work, if that's going to be a... Uh, I mean, this is like a legitimate launch, though. Like This is not a beta launch. This is just a regional launch that's going to get rolled out across different regions. Um, hopefully it comes to the US soon. I'm excited to check it out and all the really cool features that have been talked about and i think we'll be talking about those next week probably yeah um, for sure i definitely like that they went ahead and included octane mirage and caustic on launch because when apex launched we didn't have those so i think it's pretty cool uh, that mobile will just include those on launch and hopefully quickly add the rest of the roster i think it's so hard for apex because legends is in the name you yeah. know and so mm-hmm. many people have connections to the legends and so if you're a rampart main you know how can you get super excited about apex legends mobile just because the legend and your main is so important to how you play the game so i hope that the rest of the legends are quickly added yep. uh, but it's a great start can't for wait. sure uh, next piece of news, and a little announcement about the ALGS for any of our esports fans and people that love the competitive scene. Uh, this is coming from the Apex Legends Esports Twitter account. In light of the events unfolding in Ukraine, we are pausing all ALGS competition. We will provide an update for when tournaments will resume as soon as we can. Obviously, very, very 
sad thing to see in terms of what's going on over in Ukraine and Russia right now. Um, I think Apex did the right thing. They have competitors in that region that are affected by this. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to share about this topic? Because it's a pretty, uh, you know, we've been talking about a lot, obviously, between the two of us, but uh, whatever you feel comfortable enough to share, because I know we have some opinions. <laughs> it's it's heartbreaking. You yeah. know, you, you hate to see warfare like this and civilians in danger. Um, you know, the the only thing to say here is that this is a one-sided issue. You mm-hmm. know, this is Russian aggression that is criminal. And hopefully there will be justice for what's going on. But you really hate to see this. It's yeah. hard to handle, I think, being even removed uh, from the situation. Like, we're very much safe. We're yep. in the United States. This you know, doesn't really concern our daily life, but man, we've just had a hard few years with mm-hmm. the pandemic, and this is just a huge weight on top of just we got to be nice to each other. We can't be doing crazy things like this. It's so sad um, to see people get hurt like this. And the only hope I think, like the one positive thing, is potentially this could unify uh, the world. To, you yeah. know, one cause, and we really need that right now, uh, apart from what's going on in Ukraine. So hoping for the best, hoping for a very fast resolution to the conflict. Yeah, well said. Well said. I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of terrible things going on in a lot of places, and this one is very top of the list right now. And it is never, ever good to see war and war crimes and just horrible stuff happening on a daily basis. And all we get to do is see it through social media and such right now. And like you said, we're removed and we're pretty lucky to be removed at this late state and form. Um, Bringing it back to Respawn, EA and Apex. Uh, I I personally, as someone that works in PR, I appreciate Apex kind of taking the time to think about it, pause things. I haven't seen any frustration be expressed from players. Everyone seems to be in full support of this. Um, And this is nice to see in the grand scheme of things when we look at other companies like Ubisoft kind of doing some controversial stuff and hosting tournaments in other locations that people are not proud of. So EA respawn as much as, you know, people get frustrated by the monetization and give them crap for the updates and stuff. They always have been at the forefront of, you know, political and social issues, which is, uh, you know, reinforced here again and great to see from, you know, what I consider my favorite game. Agreed. Next piece of news. Let's talk about Valkyrie. She jumped up to number three in pick rate after going free to play, free to earn, whatever we want to call it, along with the packs for the last week in terms of the uh, anniversary event. Uh, yeah, so she nearly doubled up in pick rate. I know we made the bold proclamation that she might hit number one. She never did, but she's sitting at 10.6% right now. Uh, to put that in perspective, Octane is 12.7 in first. A Wraith is 11.5 in second. Uh, Bloodhound's the only one that's kind of up in that tier right now as well, who's sitting at 10.4%. Uh, Pathfinder's the next close to 7.9. Uh, but love to see Val getting some attention and more playtime because she's a great legend. She really is. I, I was hopeful uh, that she might uh, take the throne uh, just because she's so fun. But uh even making her free, not giving her a spicy buff or anything uh, too crazy. She didn't quite make it. Um, but yeah, this so much reinforces the fact that having a legend unlocked really matters and is a big obstacle 
Like yep. we think about Valkyrie is such a fun and appealing legend to unlock. She must be, you know, in the top three to five legends for new players that they want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, just because flight and a jetpack. So fun. So cool. It's so mm-hmm. cool. It's kind of like Octane as that, you know, very early pickup. Um, even though she is that, she still experienced nearly double the popularity mm-hmm. uh, because of this. So we're really excited about this. I wonder how she will settle uh, after this. But for anybody that is playing Valkyrie for the first time, welcome uh, to the good side. You know, <laughs> Valkyrie is so fun. I hope you continue to play her. Oh, I love it. You're welcome to the good side. Only Valkyrie players are on the good side. Oh, man. Okay. Let's talk about some leaks. If you're not a fan of leaks, feel free to skip ahead. We'll put the timestamps in the podcast description as always, so you can uh, skip out on this if it is not your jam. No judgment here. A little warning. Here we go. Okay, first leak. On the Apex Uncovered Reddit, there's a picture of a map that is in early development titled Moon Map. Apex, going to the moon. Lots of people are stating that the map looks and reminds people of Typhon. And Typhon, if for people that don't know, is a planet from the in the frontier that acts as the primary setting for Titanfall 2. Blisk also has a very strong relationship to Typhon, which has been a leaked legend for a long time. And that will build into our second leak as well, where many data miners, notably including Thor and Smash, believe Blisk will be the season 13 legend. What do you think about this? We've heard some of these Blisk rumors before in the past. They didn't come true. There seems to be a bit more certainty around it this time from the miner's perspective, but things are always subject to change. That's the that's leaks, you know. You know, we could be looking at stuff that is completely wrong right now. But what are your thoughts on maybe looking at early development of a new map and Blisk coming in in time with some relation there? It's a very exciting proposal, Shay. Um, we've been <laughs> so waiting. The Titanfall in me is time. tingling. Yeah, it's tingling <laughs> for sure. I, this is very much long awaited and it's exciting. You know, um, maps take a long time. We yep. just got a new map. Maps take a very long time uh, to create. So, this is still a long ways out. Um, but the idea I really like. Um, I think that it's hard to come up with creative new ideas for large scale BR maps within the Apex Legends universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have cities, we have tropical. Um, what more do you do? It's like more cities, you know, is kind of what your mind goes to futuristic city, old city, uh, tropical city. Yep. Like, give it, me more city. Tough. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of need those, those points of interest and the buildings and structure. Um, so, what do you really do? And the idea of having uh, a moon or a space component to that really seems cool. Kind of doubling mm-hmm. down on rock formations uh, is a cool idea, I think, in terms of creating cover, elevation differences, and a cool aesthetic. Man, I just, this has very little relation to what we were just talking about. It's a new map idea, but this just came into my mind randomly. So, I got to share because that's what the podcast is for. And I feel like it would actually get some backlash if this happened, but it would be pretty cool. But what if they essentially, like, what if the lore was, okay, we're building a new map, like the syndicate is sponsoring and building a new map, and we are taking your favorite POIs and areas from previous maps, like previous uh, arenas, and adding them 
all together into one and we're building it organically. And then you get Skull Town right next to a part of East or West Fragment or something. And essentially, it's just like a highlight map. And you try and essentially pull the best of everything, put it all together into one, get rid of the uh, cons that come with each and every map. That's not the moon map, but that would be fun. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy dream, Shay. It's, um, I'd like to dream, it's man. It's crazy. Like, keep the dream alive. It's not impossible, though. Like what you said, the lore explanation could make some sense. You know, the syndicate owns all these locations. Mm -hmm. They could hire or build themselves like at least replicas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Replicas. That fundamental idea does make some sense. And because the spotlight is so much on the syndicate and Silva, it'd be a fan favorite thing to do. Could be kind of cool. Could be kind of cool. And reusing assets, always a good thing. Let's Uh, clip this one. Throw it on social media at uh, Josh Medina. (laughs) Cool idea. It's out there, Uh, but uh, could happen. uh, Coming back to Blisk, though, same abilities that were leaked prior. A little refresher for anyone that includes wall running and beacon hacking as a passive. Create a ring-type damaging zone as the tactical and a drop-in Titan or smart pistol ultimate. Um, we've touched on the Titan so many times. We think it's pretty unrealistic. If they brought it to the game, would be cool. I'm excited to see how it gets balanced. Um, but what are your thoughts on this idea of smart pistol? And has your opinion changed on wall running coming into the game at all? Yeah, so wall running is a wonderful idea. Like It's so fun <laughs> and so exciting. Fun, yeah. you, you can't not get excited about wall running. The only problem is Apex is not really built for wall running. Mm-hmm. So essentially, I think if that's a passive ability, you kind of get ripped off mm-hmm. um, just because it's more like hyped up wall bounces. You yeah. know, that yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to capitalize on it 90% of the time is kind of my honest take on it. So in terms of a passive, that's mobility. Yes, that sounds cool. But because, you know, all four maps now aren't really built for it, it's going to be really hard to introduce and be a powerful mobility ability. Yeah. I think like, and I think that's the reason it could come into the game and i've changed my tune on that i used to think that the game needed to be built for it and built for a passive but if you put it as a part of the passive because now we do this thing where we add three to four abilities for a legends passive and so if it's only part of the kit then it's like oh cool this is really fun which is the most important thing and it's fun when you're in the city near buildings pulling off the occasional highlight play but it's not like this overpowered where everyone like you have to play this character because the map is built for wall running and that's how you're going to be able to maximize yourself most. Um, so I, I would not be against it. I think it'd be kind of fun, but I definitely understand and uh, echo some of the concerns you uh, mentioned. What about the smart pistol? My favorite weapon of all time from Titanfall. I love not having the aim. Could it even be added or would people just... Is, is it... Would it be too frustrating? Like, I love the idea as well, Shay. Um, <laughs> I love the idea. Could it be added? Yes. Could it be implemented in a way that would be safe for the game? Yes. Is it going to let you down? Probably. Um, I think you compare 
a smart pistol and what it would look like in Apex. And the immediate comparison is Rampart and Sheila. Mm -hmm. I think Sheila is in a really, really great place. Like there's a lot of great use cases on top of just a weapon ability, you know, being able to suppress, being able to knock down doors, being able to move with it. A lot of great things uh, surround Sheila, unlimited ammo, free weapon, all good stuff. You could apply a lot of those good components to a smart pistol, but I think the issue that Sheila has being kind of difficult to use and a hard play style that Mm -hmm. kind of strips away mobility and focuses on just putting out a ton of bullets, a pistol and a smart pistol is really opposite of that. You're taking out accuracy, you're taking down damage, you're taking down the magazine size. How could you do that in a way that is fair and good? Could it be done? Yes. like It could be fair. You could really lower the damage a lot mm-hmm. um, and you know potentially limit it to just shield damage or something. Yeah. like. You could put in safeguards for a smart pistol where something that does not miss within a certain range can be usable. But I think given the example of Sheila and how strong that ability is, and how popular Rampart is, mm-hmm. is a problem. That being said, if everybody had Rampart for free, maybe we'd be having a different discussion. <laughs> maybe, so it's maybe. always hard to have this. What do you think? Smart pistol? Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of safeguards makes sense. It's such a hard line to walk, though, of how do you make it, how do you make a gun ability good enough that I will still use it over my fully decked out R301? Like, yeah. Because you kind of have to if you want it to be the ultimate of a character's kit. And that's a really, really hard thing to do. I'm not sure how you do it, honestly. Like, I get the whole accuracy, like, no accuracy requirement is the essence of the smart pistol. And that's why it's so good. That's not going to be appealing for players that are really good with other weapons, though. And if it's like, oh, if I'm using the smart pistol, I won't be able to kill somebody that has good aim in another gun but I will be able to kill not as good people in bunches because of a smart pistol. It's a tough line to walk. I do still think it's obviously doable. Um, You know, so many things you can look at cooldowns, damage, all that kind of fun stuff to implement it correctly. Um, I hope it comes into the game because I think we were talking about a smart pistol. One of our very first podcast episodes as like a fun concept. Yeah, it really is possible. And it's a cool ability. And I think, the line that you have to walk, like you said, Jay, in another way, is how do you create a weapon that is powerful, as powerful as a care package weapon, but give it to a player for free yeah. and give it to them consistently without really frustrating the entire player base? It's really hard. The safeguards are important. And one of the safeguards that you mentioned is when multiple people are within range and are, you know, being uh, shot at by a smart pistol, the bullets can like fragment and hit all of them, but mm-hmm. for way less damage. Uh, kind of like how a smart pistol works, where smart pistol is kind of automatic in that sense. Yeah, I believe. Like yeah, you press the trigger and then it just then it'll hit all of them. Yeah. So, but you have to wait. There are ways you could kind of protect the fairness of the smart pistol, and 
you can point to the fact that pistols are not very good in this game. Apart from the wingman, like close quarters, you'd rather have an SMG. You'd rather have a shotgun almost every single time. So implementing a pistol that could maybe compete at least with someone like a Volt in the care package or even a car, it's a cool idea. It's something to think about. I agree. I agree. Before we get into the rest of the episode, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's dive into some questions to wrap up this episode, starting with some five-star questions from Apple Podcast. First question, five stars. Hey, guys, really like your podcast. I'm a season zero player, and I just got my first heirloom. Problem is, I'm torn between two of the heirlooms, Gibby and Lifeline. So my question is, without any bias, which of the heirlooms do you like better, purely based on appearance and animations? Keep up the good work. I got an easy answer. Is it, is it easy for you? Yes, but I think it's funny they want me to take away my bias. How much yeah, does take away a bias on appearance? And the there should be a bias yes. when you when you use it when you buy an heirloom. Like whoever's asking this question, if you play Lifeline ninety percent of the time and Gibraltar ten percent of the time, I think we're both going to say we like the Gibraltar heirloom more. But you should still get the Lifeline one. Like whoever yes. you play the most, that's who you should get. Like bar none. Um, if you play, if you truly play them straight 50-50, no bias, I will choose the Jibby Heirloom 100 out of 100 times. I love the look of it. I love the axe. I think I like it even more than Henry does, and he's the Gibraltar main. Um, beautiful inspect on the shield as well. Like Some really cool animations. I think that's a great one. The Lifeline one is not one of my favorite heirlooms in total, if I'm being completely honest. Agreed. Next question. Hey guys, love the podcast. I'm a relatively new listener, but I've gone back and listened to a few of past episodes and I love the content. Wanted to ask a couple questions, starting with where do you guys like to drop in season 12? Where do you drop when playing ranked and where do you drop when playing casual? Also, what are your go-to weapons when you first drop? What weapons, if any, do you specifically not pick up as soon as you drop? Also, any tips for silver rank or just general rank tips? Lots of questions. I'm sorry. Much love. Please keep up the good work. All good. Five star. You get to get your questions answered. That's the that's the dream right there. Um, man, some good questions though. Uh, we got the Olympus guide coming out on Saturday. We'll go over it in detail. Should we share even now though? Any uh, just a couple names, or do you want to truly tease it out? We can give them our go to for ranked. Okay, yeah. the go to for ranked is orbital. That's our drop. If you want to know why, listen to Saturday's episode. Or join the Patreon, and then you get in on Wednesday. That's true. Um, true, total pluck right now. Um, go to weapons for me it is like R three hundred one, one hundred percent go to. But truly, any full auto light gun that I can then turn into a R three hundred one is part of the goal. Um, if I see a shotgun bolt early, I'm not against grabbing a PK or a Mastiff right now. Um, I feel like I'm blanking on other weapons as well right now. I I run more than that. Yeah. I I run R three hundred one plus like alternator or nine a lot. Wingman, I'll pick up a wingman early, uh, pretty often as well. When I think about weapons that I want, when I first drop, my mind goes to work and tested, and I mm-hmm. want a weapon. What do I? What do I want? What do I need? It's gonna be full auto, mm-hmm. but more importantly, it's gonna be a magazine. You know, if I see an alternator and a hemlock next to each other, and there's one mag, I'm going to go whichever one the mag has, for essentially. Sure. 
So that's kind of what I see as important in the early game is the magazine. Um, if not, you know, I think I'm going to go with weapons that I really like. R301, Rampage is also very good in the early game. Um, the L-Star with a mag can be incredibly devastating in the early game. Weapons that I avoid are probably going to be shotguns without bolts. Even in the early game with no armor um, that your enemies have, still going to be really tough, I think, uh, for those early game pickups. Um, in terms of what I avoid, uh, snipers. I don't pick up any snipers early. Um, Devo, Havoc. Don't pick them up unless I see a turbocharger. I mean, I, I actually yeah. don't mind the Havoc as like a, like, oh, I couldn't find anything and I have to pick this up. But if we're like uncontested and running through looting, like I avoid picking that one up unless there's a turbo or a mag. As much as I love the bow, the bow, I don't. A lot of marksmen, so 30-30, you know, like Henry said, like the full auto stuff early. Um I avoid the car because I give it to my teammate who's an absolute demon with it every time as well. So uh, there's that. <laughs> In terms of silver rank tips, my number one tip is play more. Like I, I have a hard time believing we're stuck in silver um, just based off of how the math of silver works, that you can climb. If you play, you should be able to climb. If that's not the case, um, we, we probably have some pretty drastic issues uh, with what's going on. So I would say play more. I'm sure you can get out of silver um, based off of just playing more ranked. Yeah. Getting to gold is all about just play time and aim. You can make rotational mistakes. You can make uh, poor decisions, but because your you know, RP loss is not major in those early ranks, uh, it doesn't really come back to bite you as much. So just... Winning gunfights, that's kind of what it's going to come down to in those early rank stages. And like Henry said, that just comes down to playing more. I would say play a lot of control to get better with your guns, but that's not an option anymore. It is not. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. Let's talk about the other mode, though. Next question. Hey, I like the pod a lot. I was wondering your thoughts on Arena's current state. I like it for casual and comp, but it seems to a lot of people that they don't like it for either. Also, who do you think is the most balanced legend in the game? Mine would be Bangalore. Good questions. Excellent question. Excellent topic. Um, I'm curious to to hear kind of what the source is on what the popular opinion of Arena's is, because it's something that we've been trying to figure out. Do people... Yeah like arenas dislike arenas don't care at all i don't really know um but this person says that a lot of people don't like it at all um i was so excited for arenas i (laughs) really love the concept of arenas and i'm one of i think a few defenders that arenas can be fun solo uh just because you compare Mm -hmm. it to the br and you have the ability to win your one and then be in a three on two. And that's a lot easier than in a BR where you're in a a 3v57, you know, and you're just a solo. That's Mm -hmm. a really tough thing to do. Um, The current state of arenas, I think, is an absolutely broken ranked system uh, that just fundamentally does not work. It doesn't reward the players. Um, The point system is convoluted and doesn't work in the matchmaking system. Uh, is equally as broken. The most recent attempts to correct uh, the entire uh, placement system and the rank system, I think, are 
failures. I don't think that the whole, you know, split implementation and placement matches and uh, multiple placements throughout a season are helping whatsoever. And I'm really disappointed by it. I think arenas deserves attention, uh, and I would really like to see it get that attention. Very well said. I echo everything you just said, and yeah, I, I totally agree. The matchmaking system is truly too bad because I think it's a fun mode. It's a little bit slower with the buy breaks in between at times, and that can be a thing that turns people off. But I think the buy system is balanced well, and it's really clean. Uh, I wish the game mode had either slightly more modes within it, if that makes sense, in terms of like a arena-style shooter. Uh, and I wish the matchmaking worked to keep people a bit more engaged. But it, it is sad, and you're right, that a lot of people kind of just don't like it right now. And I think that ranked matchmaking is number one, because its, at its core, arenas is a competitive mode, and that's what it was built for. The second part of the question here, the most balanced legend in the game. Um, this person and many others have always kind of pointed to Bangalore. As mm-hmm. being this most balanced legend in the game, and the answer we've said too for a while yeah. as well, like yeah, one hundred percent. I think we still talk about Bangalore as a very approachable legend mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons. She's free, pretty straightforward kit. Her passive is very, very passive and gives you a lot of value. Smoke is very straightforward, um, so definitely stand by that. The idea of a balanced legend and the most balanced legend is almost lost on me because (laughs) I think that Horizon is balanced. I think Valkyrie is balanced. I think Lifeline is balanced. I honestly think Caustic is very balanced. I don't know. I think when we think about balance, we think about people that are out of balance. Yeah. And everybody else is fine. I don't know if you can be the most balanced legend in the game. Yeah, I think you rattled off some great names. Like I, I truly do. I think you you hit it on the head. Like, I mean, I would throw a couple people in there as well. Like, I think Pathfinder is in there. I, I think Wraith is balanced. I know some people Bloodhound, think she's like yep. the end all be all, but I don't get frustrated playing against a Wraith, and a lot of people like using her. That's the sign of a balanced legend to me. Um, I think it's truly you have unbalanced balanced and broken and the broken tier is very small and as of right now i would say there's nobody in that tier like i don't think octane who's the number one pick great legend is a broken legend but you have the not workable at the bottom tier and then everyone else is essentially how i look at it most balance is so tough it changes by map it changes by whatever guns people have in the game. There's just so many variables that I don't think one legend can truly be balanced. I mean, Gibraltar, by all means, looks balanced until you go look at pro play, and then he's got 100% pick rate. So it's like, what do you do with something like that? Yeah, and when you have 100% pick rate, you have 100% win rate. <laughs> so then what do you look at? Um, oh, it, it's really hard. It's a, It's a fun question to talk about, but it's a really hard question because... I think the majority of legends are balanced, like you just said, Shay. There's no one really at the top, but you think about legends like uh, Seer, who we think really needs attention. Uh, but more so, Rampart and Revenant. Are they balanced? You know, yeah. they, they both have received substantial buffs, um, you know, in the last year. But are they balanced? They're not really popular. You're not mm-hmm. going to see them a whole lot. They have abilities that can really hurt, you know, getting pushed by yeah. a team in Death Totem. That is not fair. And many would say 
unbalanced. Getting mowed down in the open by a Sheila, not fair, not balanced. <laughs> a lot of people would say that. So it's tough. I would say both of them are balanced, mm-hmm. but it's tough. And the it, context it, of balancing legends is really, really hard. It's always been, and now I think it's harder than ever to actually look at it objectively. Well said. Next question. Actually, this is a comment, but I wanted to throw it on the show here because I loved it so much. Five star. Love the pod, guys. Listen to it while at work as I drive for a living. I heard you guys answer Mr. Zucchini's question about his friends being rude to him. I'd love to get in touch and help him rank up if I can, but I don't know where to find the info. If you could help, that would be awesome. I wanted to put that in there, and I just wanted to say, Mr. Zucchini, DM me on Discord. And whoever asked this question, DM me on Discord. I'll do what I can to help link you two up to play uh, so we can you know, avoid some of those rude friends, teammates, and keep the Apex environment and the vibes high. I love that. I appreciate that. This community is freaking awesome for this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Love to see it. Uh, last five-star question of the day, just to start out. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. I have been playing Apex for about two years on Xbox One, but have recently been considering playing on computer do you think I should make the swap? And if so, how can I get good at keyboard and mouse? Man, 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 man. Oh, the mouse and keyboard versus controller question. Such a tough one. Um, I got I a can great th- answer. What? I got a great answer. Go ahead, go ahead. If you can break away from your skins, do it. Mm-hmm. You should go to computer for the frames, for the graphics. It is very much better do not be fearful of the keyboard keyboard and mouse players. Um, you should definitely do it. I would not swap to mouse and key, though. Mm-hmm. I would plug in your Xbox controller. Yeah. I would echo that. I think mouse and key has an incredibly high, beautiful ceiling. And if you got the hours upon hours upon hours that you can commit to it, because it will be a grind, I've... I have friends who have made that swap and they exclusively play keyboard and mouse and it took them months to get to even just the level they were at on controller. If you have the time and will and desire to do that, there is a situation in which you will end up at a higher ceiling, but there is also a very large chance you will never reach as good as you were on controller. Um, And you'll see a boost just in your controller play going over to PC because of that frame rate bump. Like, I don't think you'll notice the lack of the this, the slight drop in aim assist too much either. Um, I think you'll enjoy the heck out of it, like Henry said, for the frames, the graphics, they're beautiful. But yeah, definitely think about making the swap if you can part with all your stuff. And also, hopefully cross progression comes soon, and that's a mute point, but I can't promise anything. You can't. <laughs> Let's wrap it up with a couple questions from Discord. All right, coming from Karonic, what's each of your least favorite legends and why? I know Henry's answer already. I can tell I you. I love my answer. I can tell you that. You got a <laughs> spicy answer for this one every freaking time. Um, I haven't thought about least favorite in a while. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, honestly, I think it's Seer. I think Seer is my least favorite legend. And not from like, like, I think the design's great. I think it's a really fun concept. I love recon legends and all this stuff. He's my least favorite just because he's disappointing and his journey's been disappointing. I'm never going to play him over Bloodhound. And because of that, I'm just, it's it's not someone I like. And I feel bad for him because he used to be in a really cool spot and I think was going to be able to level out into the middle of the pack. And that is no longer the case. And because of that, it just feels like a waste when I look at the legend, 
you know, chart and I'm like, I can't think of a situation in which I would main sear for an extended period of time. And that's what I don't like to see in a legend. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of that. And what's disappointing is you and I have seer, you know, if a buff comes out for seer, we're going to enjoy it for sure. Seer is hopeless though. Like (laughs) seer is not going to get that middle of the pack pick rate because you need to release in a good place, you know, in order to be popular long-term, you have to have a first full season. That's strong. And with how he was treated on the nerf, I think all that momentum was sucked away and you can't get it back. You just can't, unless you start giving away legends for free, which I would love them to continue to do. Um, My least favorite legend is Wraith. Um, (laughs) She's very difficult to play. Um, And her entire kit revolving around the tactical of invincibility is Mm. really, really hard for me because it's the most selfish ability in the game and it actually hurts your team to do. You know, you're abandoning your team, you're playing that way, which is not a good way to play in a team-based game. Um, so I do not like Wraith. I don't like playing with Wraith, and playing mm-hmm. against Wraith isn't even that fun either, uh, yeah. just because you don't like it when they phase away. It's very frustrating. So mm-hmm. there's no one else uh, who I would not want to go against, not want to be on my team, not want to play as, don't like Wraith. Yeah, I think Wraith is a honestly a fine answer. And I think maybe some people will be sad about that. And I hope it's not a lot of our podcast audience, but Wraith is really hard to play in a helpful manner because of what you just said, the selfishness of the invincibility. And getting the most out of how you use her kit, very few players do it. It's pretty much reserved for the apex predators and the pros, pretty much. Yeah. Like if if you're playing with her in lower tier, you're just not gonna get what you want out of that kit. You're going to get the teammate that runs away and then tries to rat for the most part. And it's sad to see. Um, if you want to become a very good Wraith player, watch the Wraith pros and try and see it. But there's still such a cap on what you can do there. She's such an interesting legend to look at from that sense, for sure. And tactical aside, the ultimate could be a game changer. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very strong ultimate. It's just really hard to use really hard really hard we talk about ash's ultimate which is similar as being difficult i think in most situations race ultimate is more difficult because it takes time to place you have to use your tactical to place it effectively and the timing of it has to be almost perfectly if Mm -hmm. it's defensive it's near impossible to try Mm -hmm. to port somebody out who's been knocked or poured out a team that's in trouble offensively it takes too much time you know you'd rather have any other team mobility ultimate so for all those reasons she's just at the bottom for me yeah i think that is uh i think that's fair she's a tough legend for sure um i do like her though i have her heirloom uh next question uh gallia 149 what should i do with my legend tokens unlock your legends there we go. Mm-hmm. If you got extra, spend them on recolors when they come in the shop and you can get them. Any other uses? That's all you can do. And Prioritize those uses. legends, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get them all. Get them all. That's going to wrap it up, though. 
Thank you to our British, the third party 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke, who support us over on Patreon, subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>